Good morning. Happy Epiphany Sunday. As a new deacon, I found out how unperceptive I have been most of my Catholic life. Did you know the readings we just heard are the same readings we hear every Epiphany Sunday? Every year, the same readings. The first reading is from the 60th chapter of Isaiah. Second reading, the third chapter from the letter of of St. Paul to the Ephesians. And the gospel is from the second chapter of St. Matthew. Well, guess what that does to the homilist, in this case, me, when by some quirk of fate, I'm preaching the first two epiphanies of my diaconate back to back. Last year, I already shared with you all I knew about the visit about these three men to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I shared how epiphany comes from the Greek word meaning revelation. I shared the consensus seems to be that these three wise men were astrologers, not even religious, and not kings. I shared with you how these astrologers weren't very fast on getting to Bethlehem. Theologians think it may have been even as much as a couple of years before they arrived to Jesus, Mary, and Joseph with their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. This is backed up there in verse 11 I just read on entering the house. It doesn't say they entered a stable. It didn't say they entered a pasture. It says, but the house. And then it says they saw the child, not the infant, not the baby, but the child. See, I've given you the meat of last year's homily in a minute. So what have I got to share with you this year? I needed some new material. Well, the Holy Spirit didn't fail me, and He never does. He he showed up in two different places for me, adoration and social media. (laughs) Now, most of you know that I'm not a great fan of Facebook. I just believe it's a time sucker that steals us away from important things that we can be doing. But this week, instead of raiding the refrigerator or going to the chocolate jar, I opened up Facebook. Forgive me, Father. (laughs) The St. Mary's RCIA page popped up, and lo and behold, there's a video that tells a whole lot more about Epiphany than I have ever known. So it's not very often you'll hear me say this, but go to the RCIA page on Facebook and watch the video from Chris Alar as he describes the epiphany. Well, after watching the video, I continued meditating on this second chapter of the Gospel of Matthew, and I was drawn to look back at where my thoughts were a couple of weeks ago in Advent, when I spoke to you on the fourth Sunday of Advent, the day before Christmas. I thought about Mary and her focus, and how easy it would have been for her to lose focus on the plan God had for her and what she had agreed upon when, she, when, when, she, when reality set in, after the angel promised her all the wonderful things her child would be and the angel left, Mary did not lose focus. What she did was immediately go to visit her relative Elizabeth. As soon as Jesus was in her womb, Mary shared him. She revealed him to Elizabeth and John the Baptist. Now, how did they respond? We find out in the first chapter of Luke, verse 44. For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. The reaction of people who come to know Jesus is always the same. Mary, joy, Elizabeth, joy, as well as John the Baptist, who wasn't even born yet, joy. And then I was drawn to 
think of these astrologer guys, not, king, but not kings, but wise men, who we remember this epiphany. Jesus changed them once they saw the star. Once they were convinced there was a newborn king, once they loaded up their caravan of camels, not just one or two camels or three, but a caravan of camels, as foretold in the first reading of Isaiah. Enough camels and a big enough caravan to cause the king, King Herod, and all of Jerusalem to be greatly troubled. These magi were forever changed once Jesus was revealed to them. And I will steal Father Will's thoughts from flock notes this week. You get flock notes, right? Father Will said that the wise men went home by a different route after their encounter with Jesus because they were changed forever. Just like Mary, just like Elizabeth and John the Baptist, and just like you and I are, or we can be, changed for the better when we come to know Jesus. But what exactly is the reason for this revelation? I'm a simple guy, and Father Chris Alar in the video says that simply everything, and especially everything in our faith life, is about a reunion to God, a reunion with God. From the moment that Adam and Eve distanced themselves, thus us from him, God has been working to repair that separation, his plan for salvation. God wants us to be with him. God revealed himself, manifested himself to us in the birth of Jesus and the visit of the Magi. And I believe there are other revelation times in the life of Jesus so that we know that he is God. Like the baptism of Jesus by John the Baptist when the big booming voice comes out and the dove comes down. The wedding feast of Canaan. And then the transfiguration. Jesus is revealing himself to us as both man and God. We are invited to be changed forever. We have met Jesus in our baptism. We are taught we are not only introduced to Jesus, but are joined with him in his life and in his death. When God became human, he didn't skip anything. He didn't arrive on a dazzling white stallion surrounded by royalty and security details. No, he shared all of our humanity from the womb to the tomb. He started out as a fetus, just a cell or two, dividing inside the womb. He was nine months in the Virgin Mary, and then born, as all of us humans are. Our God was as human as you and I in all stages of his life. He probably played in the streets with the neighborhood kiddos, and as he got bigger, went through puberty, he probably got pimples and zits as a teenager, too. He could have had a receding hairline or was balding in the back. Yeah. Yes, Jesus was human. What father laugh about that? I'm not. Yes, Jesus was human. He was ever as much human as us in everything but sin. He ate and he drank. He was tempted and he cried. He made friends in the apostles and he made enemies in the Pharisees and Sadducees. And he was hurt. He suffered a very painful crucifixion, and he died. Now, we remember on Epiphany Sunday how we are blessed that our God became human, the Word made flesh, that God revealed himself to us. At the end of his earthly life, Jesus suffered death and rose for the salvation of our souls. Meaningless death 
is no longer our destiny, but eternal joy and peace can be ours all because God wants us to be one with Him again for eternity. Our God, our God loves each and every one of us so much that He created this plan for salvation. We know this. We're taught this. We hear this message every Sunday. Jesus is present to us in the sacrifice of the Mass, just like He was to Mary, just like He was to Elizabeth and John, and just like He was to the Magi, who were so changed they quit their day jobs, hopped on camels, and came to Bethlehem. Perhaps we can be moved too. Perhaps we can change our radio stations from dogs and pickup trucks to the Catholic radio stations. I do love my Catholic radio stations. I invite all of us not to lose focus, not to get bogged down in our earthly, joy, in our earthly lives. Do not get bogged down in our earthly lives as we leave this Christmas season. Don't lose the message of joy and peace that has been shared with us. May we be like the Magi, opening our hearts to change and come to Jesus. May we leave in a different direction, a path revealed to us by Jesus, leading us to the open arms of our loving, merciful God. Amen.